Ollie. This was before the pandemic, mind you. And his friend, Desdemona, out at a restaurant. Having a dinner. Just two friends. Ollie ordered the, uh, the Caesar salad. He loved a big, big salad, especially, well, exclusively, when somebody else was making it. There's something about a salad that somebody else made that makes it taste better. And so that's what all they had. But Desdemona, she had a hamburger. They're having a nice talk about opera and music more broadly when the food arrived. They set the hamburger in front of Ollie and the salad in front of Desdemona. And Ollie said, oh, sorry, you had that reversed. I had the, I have the salad. And the waiter said, oh, I'm terribly sorry. Ma'am, here's your hamburger. Sir, your salad. Just then a strange look came over Desdemona's face. and said, huh. I never noticed it before. And she took a bite. I said, I can, I can wait until you're done chewing, he said with a smirk. She swallowed. Why is it, why is it called a hamburger? I said, what do you mean? I said, you know, we, you seem hungry. We can... Wait a minute before continuing our conversation. Sorry. Sorry. Um, why is it called a hamburger? It's made of beef, not ham. And what the heck does burger mean anyway? I said, huh. I don't know. I, mean, I never really thought about it much. I just always thought of that as a hamburger. And if you put cheese on it, a cheeseburger. Desdemona said, yeah, and that's the thing. I, I, you know, I'm not big into cheese. Ollie gasped at that. I said, no, I know, but it's just, just not my thing. I said, well, you're, we're, you, you just haven't had the right cheese. Desdemona said, that, that may be, and maybe sometime you can educate me and win me over to cheese. But the point is, cheeseburger almost makes sense <clears throat> if you imagine that burger just kind of means meaty sandwich, but but that's not what it means, because it's really a corruption of hamburger. But it's not ham. I said, yeah, I know, it's not, it's not ham. It's not. Well, I don't know, I said, but now I'm intending to find out. Not having gotten any answer there, their conversation moved on, and they began to talk at length about the ukulele. The next day, I looked at his calendar, and there was a whole lot of nothing. He'd finished up a case the day before, a couple hours before dinner. And he had a meeting about a case the next day, Nothing at all today, so unless somebody called with an emergency case. Well, he had nothing much to do. He was, for a change, ahead on his bookkeeping and 
filing and things like that. So he said, all right, today's the day. I'm gonna figure this out. As is often a good way to go, figuring something out, Ollie decided he would start at the library. His favorite library in town was the Enoch Pratt Free Library Central Branch. The Enoch Pratt Free Library is just a public library system in Baltimore City, but it's called that for a very cool reason. Because at the time, and this was a similar time as when Johns Hopkins, the person, was around, at the time, libraries were membership things. You had to pay to get into the library and to be a member of the library and borrow books. Or a library might be someone's private collection, and then that's all fine and good. But the problem with a private library is that it's the exclusive domain of the wealthy. Not everybody can, pay, can afford to pay to be a member and go borrow a book. And so a lot of people, especially a lot of people that weren't white, didn't have money they could be so freely spending as to go off and be a member of a library just for to enjoy reading. And so it was in Baltimore City before Enoch Pratt came around that, well, frankly, black people didn't have as much very free access to books. And I don't know a whole lot about Enoch Pratt, but he thought that wasn't okay. He didn't think that a system where you had to pay to have access to books made a whole lot of sense, and he especially didn't like that it had a disproportionately negative effect on black people. So he started his own library. He started his own library club. He structured it much the same as the other pay libraries, except for one key difference. Can you figure out what it probably was? The freeness. The freeness, that's right. And he was intentional, if I'm remembering the story correct about it being neither segregated nor fee-based. Anyway, that's why his, the libraries in Baltimore City still bear his name. It was the first, or one of the first of its kind in the country. And now that's what all the libraries are. Well, most of Most libraries, yes. I mean, you can still have your private library, certainly. Like, yes. in your house or whatever. Yeah. Like you have. Right, right. Private Work stuff. Yeah, yeah, and you have reference libraries. That... And there's a work library to work building. Yeah. Sorry, we'll go back to the story. Yes, you're right, you're right, you're right. So Ollie went to the central branch, which is a cool building, is the point. And it's his favorite library. And he went. What are you doing? And he went to one of the reference librarians said, hey, I'm looking for some information about the history of food. And my brain said, oh, yeah, we have a couple of interesting books about that. Is there anything in particular? And I said, well, I'm, I'm looking into the history of hamburgers. She said, huh, history of hamburgers. Nothing comes immediately to mind that would cover just that. But um, I think I have a couple of volumes that might cover it. Okay, that's, that's enough. You need to stop that. You need to sit. Sorry, what? 
Yeah, I'll keep going with the story. We're just going to get us to sit still. Which is not a good thing to wiggle as soon as I tell you to sit still. That's not nice. So, the reference librarian disappeared for a few minutes down into the stacks, came back up with a tall stack of books. Impressive how well she balanced them. It was probably eight books. Some big, some little. Overall, a stack probably four feet high. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Let's say that it's 12 books. That makes more sense. Anyway, she's set them on the table, slid them over to Ollie. She said, I know that you don't mind a little reading, so I got out several volumes. I think that you're going to find your answer somewhere in there. There's a book, uh, which one is it? This one, this one, by Maud Silverstein. And um, I've read some of this one before, and I don't know if it has the answer you're looking for, but it's really good writing, just very enjoyable. Really goes into some of the personal stories of some of these foods. So for me, I'd start there. I said, thank you. She said, there's a little cart over there if you want, if you don't want to try and balance it like I did. Ollie thanked her, got the cart, loaded up the books, and found his way to an open table and started reading. He started with the Silverstein book, and it was fascinating and interesting and well-read. And there was some information about hamburgers there. But it was more, this one, was about some of the more important hamburger houses, famous places, places like McDonald's and Burger King, but also places that made like fancy, nice hamburgers and were famous for it. There were some interesting stories, but none of them that went back to the very origins of hamburgers. So they flipped through the other books, looking for something that might really get into the old stuff. And he came upon a volume that... And it referenced the hamburgers being invented in Boston. That was a clue. Didn't unfortunately go much further into that. And then Ollie was, the librarian came up and she said, I was thinking about something. I don't know if it's related, but well, I speak German and I don't know if it's related because, but well, in German, in a lot of places in Germany anyway, stop now. Um, the word burger means town, basically. And like the Burgermeister is the mayor of a town. It's an awesome name, Burgermeister. Uh, it has a couple different meanings. Stop it, Elsa. Enough. In a couple different places, but um, yeah, burger basically means a town. So I don't know why that would help, though. I mean, I don't know what a ham town would mean. Anyway, I don't know if that's helpful, but I thought I'd share. I said, thanks, thanks, that could be a clue. So she started thinking, what would be, where would ham town be? Is Boston ham town? All I wondered. She started looking at some of the, um, the index, the glossaries of the books, at least the books that were thicker and more textbook-like. Looking for ham town and things like that. Didn't get anything, nothing at all. 
But what he did see was hamburger and a couple different, and he also said, saw Boston. And then in one of the books, it was a big tome, not a very attractive cover, not a very exciting title. The title was Culinary Traditions in the Northeastern United States. There was a, in the index, there was Boston, and under Boston was hamburger. Hair in my mouth. So I excitedly flipped to that page. There he read. It said the hamburger, a classic American staple, consists of ground beef, occasionally other meats, but almost usually ground beef, grilled into a patty, sometimes on a skillet, sometimes on an actual grill. Occasionally baked, placed between two slices of bread or a bun sliced in half. Often served with cheese and ketchup, onions, and other toppings. I said, okay, that's what a hamburger is. I'll buy that as a definition. He said, the hamburger was invented in Boston, although this is disputed. But really patty of ground beef. It's something brought over by German immigrants as a way to make good use of a larger part of the animal. It was a way to use some lower quality cuts of meat in a way that still tasted good. The addition to, the to that part of the tradition that really became, that was done in America, in Boston, the thing that really made it a sensation was making it into a sandwich. But you could get something called a hamburger in Boston before it was a sandwich. And there, before it was called a hamburger, it was called a Hamburg steak. Named for this German city of Hamburg, where the ground beef patty had come from, at least to that set of restaurants. Ollie slapped his forehead. Of course. Of course. It's not Burgermeister. Burger isn't the key thing. It's Hamburg. Hamburg, the city in Germany. A hamburger is a Hamburg steak, and a cheeseburger is total nonsense, because there's no town I know of called Cheeseburg. On the other hand, if there was a town called Cheeseburg, it sounds like it might be nice to visit. Ollie thanked the librarian and told her the answer that he'd found. She said, ah, well, it's certainly a good story. Some things like that have got a lot of different origin stories, but uh, sounds like you found a pretty good one. Glad I was able to help. I said, I'd like to check out the Silverstein book, if that's all right. She said, yeah, yeah, go for it. It's, it's a good read. Ollie left, and when he got outside, he called his friend. He said, I've got the answer. He said, what? What are you talking about? Hamburgers. Yes? Do you want to go for hamburgers? I said, no, the name. The name. Remember you asked about the name, why a hamburger is called a hamburger? Oh, 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 yeah. Well, what is it? I said, it's named after Hamburg, the city in Germany. I said, oh, 
Well, you want to go get hamburgers? No, I said, I do. And that was Ollie and the case of the hamburger.